Okay, levels, levels. Levels, levels. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> Todd, did you check your mic settings yet this week? You know, you use the wrong microphone settings two times in 15 weeks, and suddenly it's a problem? Yeah, because I can't fix it once we're done. <laughs> and if we get feedback from our listeners that says, hey, what was wrong with Todd's mic last week? Good point. Because <clears throat> we did. In, in, including from my wife. <laughs> Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. We know they can't all be winners. Thanks for joining. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? You know, just uh, just hanging in there, just uh, working for the weekend, just uh, working nine to five, I don't, whatever the slogans are. Sure. Yep. All of those. I, no, no, no. It's not just you. Everybody's working for the weekend. <laughs> good point. That's That's exactly what everybody... Every, you know, if we had a bigger budget on this show, we could drop in a clip of that, but we can't, we can't afford that. So everybody just sing that song on your own, but don't charge us. You're welcome for the earworm. I'm, I'm... <laughs> so we if we have new listeners, welcome. Welcome to our new listeners. Yeah, welcome to, uh, welcome to the uh, Internet's uh, foremost uh, Seinfeld podcast where we break down every episode. Oh, wait, that's a different show. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. Different. Different podcast. I, I'm just. Um, I'm, I'm thinking if we want to include in, in, increase listenership, we just start. We at least start tagging it with like, like really popular things, and then see how long people will listen before they realize that we're not actually talking about that, nor in most cases talking about almost anything. Well, it's how we got on the Mick Jagger list. Good point. Good point. I like. Right? You know this what? It's your Taylor Swift podcast. Oh no, let's not let's not even joke about that. I mean, because here's the thing: if this gets out that we're pretending to be a Taylor Swift podcast, like Mick Jagger's fans, the worst they would like they will they will write us angry letters, <laughs> and then and then and then put a stamp on the envelope and then mail it to feedback at talking to Todd. And I don't even know how that gets delivered, <laughs> right? But I'm thinking I'm thinking Tay Tay's fans know how to use social media, and I. I and I don't. So let's 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 just walk away slowly away from that one. So you think they are on the social meds? Is that? Oh wait, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. Oh oh, there Dang goes a, a quarter into the social meds okay. jar. Yeah, quarter in the social meds jar. <laughs> uh, let's see, feedback, feedback, feedback. Uh, you can send your. I was. I looked for. I looked for a catchy little feedback and updates kind of royalty free ditty to drop in here at the beginning of feedback and updates but i i couldn't find one and i also didn't look all that hard <laughs> well you know what we could do is we could crowdsource that right i mean if you think about like when letterman was on nbc most of his his music in between in between segments like that paul wrote was was just you know oh we've got letters 
we've got letters. We've got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. Oh crap. We probably owe somebody a lot of money now. Anyway, um, if anybody, if anybody wants to just record something about, uh, talking to Todd feedback, uh, if you want to record a song and send it to Dwayne, we might, we might use it in the, uh, in the podcast royalty free, of course, of course. we'll, we'll, oh. we'll, men- we'll mention you Un- unless, unless of course you send it and then say, whatever you do, don't mention our name, uh, which we can do as well. So it, it's, it's also like, you know, the little ditty that they played on the Craig Ferguson show on the late, late show with Craig Ferguson before they read tweets and emails, check the tweets and, and emails. You know, yeah. I watched that show uh, quite a bit, and I don't remember that at all. But there were lots of them. But I decided this week, before we even get into feedback and updates, I decided this week because I went down, as I tend to do, went down a rabbit hole somewhere, and then started watching reruns of Ferguson on YouTube. Okay, all right, I, not not a bad idea because that was a very entertaining show. Oh my god, it was funny. But we're basically ripping him off. This entire show? Every show. At the end of every show, he did. What did we learn on the show tonight, Craig? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He also, he, so I'm, I, so I'm, I'm watching these shows. He tells a joke. It bombs. He looks at the audience, throws up his hands and says, and they can't all be winners. Really? <laughs> yes. And he and uh, Grant Imahara, who built Jeff the Robot, would regularly say that failure is always an option. See, you just, you subconsciously as much, I loved that show. And I know you did too. It was, and so subconsciously it is, it really is my humor uh, that I, that I identify with so easily. I just think subconsciously as much as I miss that show and enjoyed it. I think we're just, that's the show that we're doing is the late, late show with Craig Ferguson. I mean, with, without the production value the guests, network backing, and talent. To Other be fair, than- he didn't have a whole lot of network backing either. Well, good point. <laughs> I'm not sure they knew he was on. <laughs> and he said that regularly. Although, although, as you were talking about that, that we were stealing the whole thing, the thing that popped into my mind was, I was just going to jump in and say, so are you saying that I shouldn't introduce our guest, Jeff the Robot, this week? <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Okay, so we've now figured out what our format is. Yikes. Okay. Care for an awkward pause? Would you like to do an awkward pause? Should we do a should we end our end our segment with an awkward pause? Or or do you want to do touch my glittery ball? Obviously, I've been watching these shows this week. Goodness. You, you, remember, you remember more about the show than Craig Ferguson does at this point. <laughs> it's because I've I've watched more than two hours this week. Maybe more than four hours this week couldn't sleep well so and I, this one i haven't i haven't validated yet but speaking of us maybe possibly ripping off shows that we like i didn't put two and two together but i was listening to another podcast and the host was talking about the challenges of working at home with his wife and two daughters living at home and he was enjoying his apple noise canceling airpods because according to him his family is on a Shit's Creek binge right now. And according to him, that show may be funny, but it starts with this terrible, terrible theme song that is heavy on the tuba. And I went, hey, our show, our show's theme song is heavy on the tuba too. Oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Again, subconsciously, yeah, it resonates. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so now that we figured out that we're uh, that we're now just ripping off shows that we like, uh, <laughs> what what other, what other feedback do we have? Feldman says the biggest problem with our show is that after listening to us for an hour, he feels no need to actually talk to me anymore. <laughs> I, I'm glad that he's just uh, identified one major problem with the show and not twelve. <laughs> so thanks, Mark. There are, there are so so many problems with this show. Got feedback from Sarah Brown about your groomer story? Yeah. She was very pleased that your dog's last trip to the groomer wasn't his official like last trip to the groomer. She thought it was maybe going to take a, a dark turn there for a second, but your dog is alive and well and healthy and um, so she was pleased that that story turned out the way it was, but it was touch and go there for a minute. As are most of my stories, just just to assuage any fears, uh, uh, no, Coco is Coco's fine. She actually had her 16th birthday two days ago. So, yep, she's 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 here and uh, and and just just really shedding everywhere on the house. Uh, even places she doesn't go now has her hair in, in it. So that's that's fun. But no, no, Coco's Coco's fine as long as much as a 16 year old dog can be. Yes. So sorry if I sorry if I. <laughs> Man, this podcast getting weird quick. No, 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 no. That was no. yeah. One bit of follow up I saw this week um, from uh, speaking of Sarah and her um, her cow story from from a few episodes ago. There was a story in Wired magazine that the headline says Microsoft courts new customers on the farm cows. So Microsoft. I'm guessing they're going to try to get a Teams account for every cow so they can check in every day. They, the company is partnering with Lando Lakes to equip cows with sensors and other gear. <laughs> Xbox? They're not, they're not clear exactly on what the gear is. Anyway, uh, I'm just thinking, how nice will that be when uh, next time the cow's on the loose, you're just like, well, bring it up in Teams. and Hey, where, where are you at? Okay, we're coming to get you. So anyway, uh, Microsoft's going to solve Sarah's problems. This is going to be an utter disaster. Oh my, why, why? Did I, that, that, that's on me. That's on me, everybody. Sorry I brought that up. Which leads me to dad joke of the week. Can I tell the dad joke of the week? Do I have an ability to stop you? No, not you really. Ed, you edit the show. <laughs> it, is, it is animal related. Man walks into a pet store and asks for a dozen bees. And the clerk carefully counts out 13 bees out onto the counter. And the customer says, whoa, 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 that's one too many. The clerk says, no, 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 it's a freebie. I'm just going to let that sit there for a while. <laughs> Is that, I can, I, I, can, I can also go with, I got an email from Google since you told a Microsoft story. I got an email from Google saying at Google Earth, we're able to read maps backwards. And I thought, well, that's just spam. Wow. Wow. What, was there a lot of feedback asking for dad joke of the week? I'm just, just curious if that was something our listeners have been asking for. Nobody ever asked for dad jokes, but we continue to give them anyway. That's the beauty of dad jokes. <laughs> They're there whether you want them or not. And you don't. They really are. Yeah. We don't care how many times you roll your eyes. We're still going to tell them. Neither of those are original, by the way. They were... They're, they're uh, on dad joke Twitter. Is that where you're getting them now? You just, uh, there's, dad there's, joke there's, Reddit, but yes, our yeah, dad jokes. 
there's there's and there's NBA Twitter, then there's dad joke Twitter, right? So there is. Uh, let's see. Baseball is back as of tonight. While we are actually we're taping on Wednesday night this week because we've got we both have stuff going on later this week. So we're taping on Wednesday night. Cubs twins are on right now. Baseball is back, baby. Sort of. Well, I mean, I mean, in some ways it feels the and, and I think you're going to talk about some of your notes from watching the Cubs Sox games in in some ways. Uh, baseball is some of the teams are picking up right where we would expect them to be in mid July. And, uh, and then in some other ways, uh, these, uh, the, the base baseball back is, is a little weirder than we had anticipated. I know, I know you watched a game. I haven't, I haven't actually watched a game. So, uh, I know you watched a game. Uh, how, how was it? Well, it's a, I watched the exhibition game that was on, at least it was on, on my TV <laughs> on the marquee network. Uh, between the Cubs and the Sox two nights ago. But like my cousin David posts on Facebook, what the hell? It's blacked out. He was blacked out because he was trying to watch it on ESPN and it was blacked out. Nobody can attend the games and yet it was blacked out. Tell me that makes any sense. (laughs) So, So the blackout rules are in effect so that it doesn't hurt ticket sales. There are no ticket sales, but the blackout rules still apply. Yep, that's Major League Baseball. You were trying; to, he was trying to watch the right thing. <laughs> so we'll so we'll see how many of these notes stay in. But at the beginning, the very first thing as I'm as we're watching, the Marquee Network puts up a disclaimer: due to the unique environment of games this season, language may be heard during the broadcast that viewers find objectionable. <laughs> <laughs> Marquee Sports Network is taking precautions to limit those moments. And apologizes in advance for any such occurrences. You know, that's that's then, that's darn nice of them. And then the note that I saw online afterwards said, hey, you can't say you weren't bleeping warned. <laughs> you, so, you, you wanted to hear exactly what was going on in the game? He, he, maybe not. Plus, you know, we're all new at this. So we're, we're sorry if we're not very good and our microphones are. <laughs> my My first complaint about their production quality for one, their strike zone graphic is very, very faint, particularly the bottom of the strike zone against a white catcher's uniform. It totally disappears. So you can't see really whether a ball was inside the box, outside the box. There's there's the joke of the umpires can't see whether the ball was inside the box or outside the box anyway. So why should we be treated any more special than any of the umpires? As it turned out, it didn't really matter because two innings later, they started having problems with it and did away with it entirely. So it wasn't bothering me because it wasn't there. And they made an announcement. Uh, One of the announcers said something about, we're having issues with our graphics. So if you're looking for the strike zone box, yeah, that's why you're not seeing it. So here's the thing, though, that I'm just trying to think through. So that was the marquee network, right? The the network that the Cubs now own. They they made their own they made their own network, right? And they were going to broadcast almost all of the Cubs games this year, right? When was opening day supposed to be? Around around the beginning of April, right? Yeah, months yeah. ago. Months ago, they were supposed to be brought. I'm, you know, I don't know that they had all. They probably weren't going to get all 162 games because you know there were some on on uh, MLB or some on ESPN or whatever, but let's assume that starting 
oh, what's this episode? 21. So let's about 20 weeks ago, they were going to be broadcasting around, you know, 150 games. And in July, they're like, oh, our graphics don't work. I'm just, I, I get that there's, there's, there's issues going on, but they, they should have probably had that fixed in March. Hey, it's our first game. What have you been doing? Live TV. It's tough. I'm just overall though. I'm not a, it took me forever to figure out the graphics, their, their bottom third, where the outs were. Once I figured it out then, but it was different than anything else that I'd seen. How many outs, how many balls and strikes. The logos for the teams are cut off on the top and bottom. <laughs> it was the bottom half of the S, the O, and the top half of the X for the Sox. And the top of the C and the bottom of the C were cut off for the Cubs. But you could tell it was the the Cubs logo because it was only just a little bit. But they apparently didn't care quite as much about how much of the Sox logo was cut off. <clears throat> I mean, again, I'm just, they had like four months to get this right. Right? That's and they're like, oh, hey, uh... The space for the logos. Uh, did you measure that in inches or millimeters? Oh, yeah, that's going to be screwed up. They talked about Tim Anderson, who was playing shortstop for the Sox, made the most errors of any position player in baseball last year. I'm like, really? Wow. He must be a pretty good. And then I Googled him. Oh, yeah. AL batting champ last year. <laughs> you go, Tim. Make as many errors as you want. It's just that's we need to put him someplace. So, you know, there you go. Kipnis hit a home run and Amy and I both looked at each other and went, who the heck is this? Yeah, he is going to make the roster, but um, it was I think it was touch and go there for a little bit. But hopefully I'm you know, I'm hoping the home run helped out. Hayward and Contreras apparently have their jerseys sewn shut, yet they still have the buttons on the front. But. They uh they have them sewn shut. I'm not exactly sure why, but they made a comment about that. Uh, Victor Caratini played, and I've always thought that his name sounds like a vegan cocktail. You get me one I, of them Caratinis. I was thinking more like Victor Caratini sounds like a uh, like a character actor who was on like Vegas and with Dan Tana in the 70s. He was hey. in The Sopranos, maybe. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Special guest appearance. <laughs> Uh, there was lots of high-fiving. I didn't think there was supposed to be high-fiving, but there was lots of high-fiving. But how was the spitting? There was also spitting. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I was, I was thinking like between the two of them, if you could, if you, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get a whole lot of compliance here. So, you know, if you could reduce the spitting and you keep the high fives, but probably not. Okay. Well, enjoy baseball while it lasts. Um. They talked about pitchers batting and and they made the comment about the designated hitter hitter rule is only for pitchers. And they apparently got a bunch of feedback on Twitter because their audience didn't know that in the major leagues, the designated hitter rule is only for pitchers. Now, in high school, you can use it for anybody, right? You're weak hitting second baseman whose initials might be DJ, um, could get DH'd for, for example. But uh, they talked about like Baumgartner or Lester, who's dangerous with a bat. They didn't put the caveat on there that dangerous with a bat for a pitcher. I mean, generally, they're not dangerous with a bat. Right. They were wandering around the neighborhood with a bat. Yeah. 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 Although, you know, Wrigley's, you know, a little touch and go some. Anyway, that's fine. 
Um, I didn't see anyone on the rooftops for the exhibition game, but I did see two cars that were parked inside the stadium above the outfield stands and nobody knew how they got there. <laughs> was there anybody in it or was that just a sponsorship thing from your Chicagoland Chevy dealer? Chicagoland Chevy dealers, proud sponsor of the Chicago Cubs since 1988. Sorry. Wait, Roar. what? George Rohrman sponsored those, I think. Oh, <laughs> they said that there are no days off. Normally that means, you know, don't let up. But no, now it's literally there are no days off. Nobody's taking any True. days off. We're all we are all, you know. Well, I mean, technically speaking for the baseball players, the days off were mid-March through beginning of by, by the end of June. <laughs> so they, they they put them all together. <laughs> and 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 now now all the work has to happen. So you gotta you gotta put in that three hours a day. I think I texted you at about this point. Uh they got to the fifth inning. Cubs are up 2-1 with two outs. The Sox went single, double, 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 triple. It's now 6-2. See, there you go. The Cubs don't need any more exhibition games. They're in midseason form. This is about the time when they go to the pen and fly the L. <laughs> and was it was it you that said, I'm betting the in-stadium 50-50 isn't doing well? Was that your line? Uh, no, that was not mine. No. <laughs> I don't remember who sent me that. Maybe they <laughs> That was pretty funny. That was not that was not my line, and it was not your line. Maybe it was Felderman. Maybe Felderman texted me that. At the in stadium 50-50 is not doing well. So, but at the end of the day, Cubs lose 7-3. And this is this is what this is what Lynn Casper says. Cubs lose 7-3. Hendricks got his work in. Nobody got hurt. Let's go watch the 2016 highlights. <laughs> no kidding. That's what they did. They threw it to a 2016 highlight package. It's great. We're only here because we're contractually obligated. <laughs> so that is that's my that's my summary of the Cubs Sox exhibition game. Um, I did not see any unique rules. They did not roll a ping pong table out. They clearly did not need to go to extra innings. But in an exhibition game, I'm pretty sure if they had managed to get it to six six in the bottom of the ninth and ended there, they probably would have just ended there and called it a night. Oh, so. oh, have I, have I got some stuff for you? Okay. Uh-huh. Because while you were watching that game, actually the following day, I was reading a summation of some of the other exhibition games that were going on at the same time and some of the weirdness that happened in it, because they're all just trying to get up to speed for this regular season, for the regular season to start. So apparently the managers have been getting together with these exhibition games and just coming up with their own rules because they don't count. And they're talking with the umpires. The umpires are like, I don't, whatever, I'll do whatever you want. So here's a few. The AP came up with these. So this is, this is just and awesome. These are real things that happened this week. These, these are real things that happened this week in major league exhibition games. Arizona and the Dodgers were playing. And let's see, the Diamondbacks starter got off to a rough opening when he walked the first two batters. Then he gave up a single. Then he loaded the bases. And then Cody Bellinger followed up with a grand slam to make it 4 nothing. Then they, he walked somebody and was headed to first base. When So the, batter, the next batter got walked. And as he's going to first base, he learned the inning was over. <laughs> so it was 4 nothing, no outs, innings over. <laughs> 
they they had an agreement. The managers had an agreement that said if a pitcher gets past a 25 pitch threshold in an inning, we can just choose to roll it over so we can build the pitcher up and not put him in harm's way, the Dodgers manager said. So, well, that's 25. We're done. Batter up. But that's not the only that was not the only oh, oddity. Lord. Yeah, that's not the only oddity. Speaking of you this know, is normally normally we joke about yeah you know, the exhibition games don't count these really don't yeah, count yeah. This, 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 there's there's nothing about this at least at spring training they're going through the motions right? yeah they're trying they right legitimately play nine innings in this in philadelphia the orioles had won at the end of nine innings and the team's so what else did you do this week? So you know, you know how last week we we talked about how most car dealers suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got part two. That was that episode was apparently a doozy for for those that could hear it. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, uh, with with my new vehicle, I need I need a uh, I need a part put in so that I can tow my RV. So I need a trailer brake controller installed so that. Uh, when I when I drive this RV home, <laughs> that the brakes on the RV will will work. And even though uh, Ford uh, talks about that the uh, the brand new Ford Ranger has best in class towing capability of all compact trucks, uh, the asterisk that says when properly equipped. And even if you buy the towing package, that does not properly equip your vehicle to tow. So. So not not best in class braking ability, just best in class towing ability. Yeah, yeah, you can tow all you want. You just can't stop it. Uh, no, that's a problem. Is that, is that is that a problem? We didn't we didn't especially say. when you're going through get three count them three mountain passes on your way home. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking I should probably get one of them brake things, right? So otherwise, do you know what you're gonna do? What's that? Break things. You're gonna break things. <laughs> I just—I thought you were going to say, you know, what you're going to do to your truck. You're just going to fold it in. You're just going to fold it, and it's just going to fold. You just—how do you do? How does that happen? It just folds. Hey, I didn't know the back of our RV looked like that. Wait, did it just pass us? So oh. I, so 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 not only did not only does Ford, if you want to tow with this vehicle, not only do you have to buy the tow package, but you then have to buy other stuff because the tow package isn't enough to actually use the truck the way that you want to use it. Now, I knew that going in. Um, so I called our local Ford dealer and said, hey, can you get me this Ford tow, uh, trailer tow package, the brake package? And they said, oh, that's backordered. We we can't get that at all. I can't even. I I I don't even know. We, we I don't even know what we're going to get it in. I can't even. I can't even take an order for it. Okay. So then I called a Ford dealer about 120 miles away, and he said, "Uh, yeah, I can have one here next week. Need it sooner?" And I said, "Actually, I would like to come over. Uh, come over on the weekend, and uh, and get it installed." He's like, "No, I can have it here tomorrow then." Okay. Apparently 120 miles away uses an entirely different parts ordering system than the one in my, in the undisclosed location. So, okay. So all I have to do is take the truck, drive 120 miles, drop it off at the dealership. They said, Hey, be here first thing, uh, be here first thing on Saturday morning. We open at eight. I recommend you be here at seven 30 to get right in the front of the line and we'll get it taken care of. Great. So get up a few hours earlier, get in the truck, drive a couple of hours, 7.30, I'm waiting. 7.45, the 
They open up the gates, tell them, here's what I'm doing. They're like, great. We'll give you a call. Should be done maybe mid morning. Okay, fine. I'm starting to get worried though, because they're close. They close at two o'clock and at one o'clock I have not heard from them. And I tried calling. And of course you try to call a car dealership. If you want to get to sales, that's fine. You want to get to service. Doesn't go anywhere. Just hangs up at one fifteen. Mind you, I dropped off the, I dropped the truck off at seven 45 in the morning at one fifteen, the guy calls me and says, Hey, so what are we doing with your truck today? Wait, what? Yep. He goes, I, I see some notes here about putting in a trailer control brake thing or something. Do you have the part? Nope, nope, nope. The, the parts in your part office. I ordered it. You're supposed to be putting that in. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let me, let me go, let me go grab the part and I'll give you a call back. Okay. They, they close in 45 minutes. So then he calls me back and goes, boy, uh, here's the thing. This is going to take us a couple hours to put in. Uh, can you leave the truck here over the weekend? Cause we're closed tomorrow. So could you come back and pick it up on Monday? Cause this is a couple hours worth of work. Yes. Yeah. That's why I dropped it off at seven 45 <laughs> this morning. You dolt. <laughs> yep. That's what my inside voice said. But right now they have ownership of my truck. So my outside voice says, let me think about it for a second, because we don't live in this town. All right, right, right. Then I was going to tell them no. And then eventually it's like, fine. You know what? I just, yeah, you know what? Keep it this weekend. I'll, I'll drive back over on Monday after you do it. Like this is a pain, but you know what? I'll make it work. This has to be done. Cause I got an RV. I got to go pick up on Wednesday. This is cutting it close. I had a plan shooting the plan all to hell, but that's fine. Keep the truck. Well, I'll, I'll make this work. Okay. Great. You pay for your gas. Yeah. Funny. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. They buy, what, you, they buy you dinner or anything for the headache, but we're not at the worst part of the story yet. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. So on Monday morning, he calls me, the service guy, and says, hey, uh, hey, Todd, we're looking at this. And I got my technician and he's looking at all this. And uh, so there's like a wiring harness in here. And we got to we got to do a bunch of work. So if I take a look at the part and all the labor, it's going to be uh, it's going to be one thousand one hundred and thirty dollars plus tax. And I said. So let me, let me point this out on your website. It says that this part installed is $438 on your website. So that's what I was expecting you to tell me. And he says, oh yeah, no, we can't do it for that. No, no, no. There's so much work here. Oh no, we can't, we can't do that. And I said, yeah, but, but you're advertising that on your website that says it's $438. He goes, oh, we, we can't honor that. Oh, no, no, no. We'd be losing money with that. So no, 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 no. Nothing I could, I, you, you, no. And I said, so what are we going to do here? And he goes, well, let me, my boss is gone, but let me go talk to my manager. What the hell is it about car dealerships and talking to managers? Anyway, that's fine. So he goes and talks to his manager and gives me a call back and says, here's what we can do for you because we feel bad. Instead of charging you $180 an hour, our normal labor rate, will knock it down to $150 an hour. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I said, hey, by the way, you also, when you were quoting me that one, the 1,130, you mentioned something about the part was like $459. Um, the, 
the price that I was quoted by your parts department and is on your website, the part was just $339. So why is it $459? He goes, oh, well, let me go check that. Text me back. Okay, we got that fixed. It's $339. You want to do this? So at this point, I am now sitting here thinking, well, I've been without my truck now. This is day three, and I really need to get this done. But they're screwing me over. And I'm not mentioning which dealership it is, but I'm pretty sure that advertising a service and then refusing to honor that price is against the law. So there's part of me that wants to say, I just need this done because I have a plan and I have to stick to it. But then I think, all right, there's a, probably a local guy in town. I can't use the, the official Ford part, I, whatever. I call, I call them and say, hey, could you do this? And he says, yeah, I can't get you in for two weeks. I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. And I said, what would that cost me? He goes, uh, with a basic one installed out the door, uh, you're probably at 150 dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> an hour, right? 150 an hour, right? For five hours or six, or $100, $150 for the controller and the labor out the door. So I match. <laughs> and do you, do you guys have a, Hey, on your website, it says you do a price match. Oh yeah. We don't, we don't honor that either. <laughs> so yeah. So then I have to text him back and said, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to do this. Just no. He, he had sent me pictures of my truck torn apart <laughs> to put this in. So I said, can you put it back together again? And I will, I'll come and get it. He's like, sure. And then as we're driving another 120 miles over to get it, he texts me, your car's ready to go. Paperwork's at the cashier. Oh God. As in the work is done or your car is back together. Or as in what paperwork and why is it at the cashier? You're not going to charge me for something. <laughs> And I walked in there with my mask on, all ready to, the hell are you charging me for? Tearing apart my truck when I didn't want it? Anyway, it was $0. Picked it back up again. They put it back together. Left. But yeah, so there you go. Car dealership suck part two. Here's our advertised price. It's on the website. Yeah, we, we, we can't do it for that. Mm. Is there a chance that this is the same chain where I get my free oil changes? It is not because I will never go to them again because they, oh, okay. they screwed me over in the past. So I learned my lesson about that chain. This is a completely different chain. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it one that's owned by a Hall of Fame quarterback? No, I don't believe so. Okay. And not your Hall of Fame quarterback because that's a different chain. He he sold all that. He's out of that business. Oh, okay. Smart. He had to, he had, he had to build the, uh, the den to show off all of the uh, Super Bowl trophies. <laughs> That's where that money came from, selling off the auto dealerships. Or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, good question. So so the, so the truck doesn't have the, the brake controller, which meant that today was the day I was supposed to drive up and uh, drive 300 miles to go get the trailer. That didn't happen today because that wouldn't be safe. But I can't well, wait. It's but, safe to drive up there. It's just oh, not yeah, safe yeah. to yeah. drive back. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so, but I also need to, uh, for other reasons, I need to get the trailer picked up by the middle of next week. I can't get I can't get in here to have the guy that knows what he's doing put it in because that's like two weeks out. And I need to pick up the trailer by next week. So there's only one way for me to fix this. Want to guess what that is? Do you have to rent a truck that can haul it? 
nope, nope, nope. I went on Amazon, ordered a, ordered a trailer brake controller, and I've been reading some forums and watched a YouTube video. And uh, this weekend, I'm going to be tearing apart my brand new truck and installing a trailer brake controller. <laughs> I mean, it's got like 600 miles on it, so it's not really new anymore. <laughs> New-ish. Yeah. yeah. And it's been torn apart once. Yeah, yeah this well, he, lo- he loosened it for me. <laughs> So anyway, that's my, uh, that's, that's my, uh, project. Well, it's actually, that's one of my projects. I got a whole other project on Saturday. This is my Sunday project that I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to throw this in. I'm just going to fold it in and, uh, write it off and it'll be fine. And then, uh, and then on, uh, next Wednesday, driving up and getting the trailer. So for our next episode, assuming that we record on time, uh, we may be able to talk about, uh, me tearing apart my truck to put in a, uh, put in a part and or driving a trailer back uh 300 miles uh, either way i think we're gonna have some good stories i you know no matter how this turns out we're gonna have some content also uh Let's if you're pray for todd i was actually gonna say if on wednesday anybody who's listening to this is going to be traveling from the place i'm picking up my trailer to the undisclosed location in the afternoon you may want to find an alternate route i'm just <laughs> it's psa the more oh, you know where somewhere if if you could just avoid the roads anywhere between las vegas and say denver yeah that might be good <laughs> yeah that'd be a good idea i mean that's in the general area so yeah 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 that, that's what <laughs> at I least that, you know what let's just call it the mountain time zone we and las vegas seems- which isn't in the mountain time zone <laughs> and phoenix which is sometimes in the mountain time zone <laughs> yeah when they when they want to be so <sighs> anyway there you go that's uh but we've kind of narrowed down the general area of the undisclosed location it's within 120 miles of las vegas and you know places where lizards and gila monsters and apparently porcupines live although what i will tell you is if you draw a circle 120 miles in diameter from around las vegas all of that has lizards and gila monsters (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty much the whole thing so yeah even if even if you get uh, out of the vault that you can't get into and past the guard, you're still in the middle of the <laughs> desert. <laughs> but that's okay. And and I love you guys. And you know that I owe you from that time with that guy and that thing. And, you know, I love <laughs> Elliot Gold in that movie. He's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yet another Ocean's Eleven quote on this show. Who'd have thunk? And, and another cuckoo clock. Oh, are, are we ready to talk about what we learned this week? Yes, I think I think we are. We could really use a theme song here too. Can we just take some, what what did Craig use? <laughs> what did we learn on the show tonight, Craig? Oh, that's right. And then he put up his he put his feet up. <laughs> yes. And took off his tie. He took off his tie, put his feet up, and then just kind of winged it. <laughs> that's how he did his monologue too. Good point. Uh, the, I read I read a I read a a, a bio thing about how when they started, they would script the jokes, but then his commentary in between the jokes was getting more laughs than the actual jokes. So they stopped scripting. Just here, just go nuts. And so they would just, they would kind of outline this framework, you know, kind of like we do. And he would just, you know, go. Although the other way to look at that was the, the eight to 10 people that he paid to write jokes for him wrote jokes and then his commentary 
was better than what those eight to 10 people were coming up with. And instead of saying, you know what I should do is I should probably find eight to 10 funnier people. The writers are like, you know what we're going to do is we're just going to give you an outline and let you be you. It works. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. You, you guys are the writer for the Greg Ferguson show, huh? Yeah. Uh, how long does that take? About 15 minutes a day. <laughs> he does all the, you know what? Craig does 98% of the work. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, what we learned this week. Um, so I have I have two things uh, that I learned this week. One, I, I have a report of a new animal in my backyard. <laughs> and this is so, Dwayne. This is, this is going to be a play along game for you. So start thinking about what we've already discovered in my backyard and what could be there as I tell this very brief story. A couple of days ago, I walk up to our. We've got some uh, big sliding glass doors that overlook our backyard. And as I'm walking out there, out of the corner of my eye, just, I mean, it was just out of the corner of my eye, I could see something was near the glass door and it ran under one of our loungers and it ran, it ran across our concrete patio and, and behind a rock that we have. And I looked at that and I was like, I didn't, I didn't see it, but I, I just kind of like, I, you know, kind of off my, just, I was like, what the heck was that? And my thought was, my goodness, that was like the size of like a, I, I didn't see it, but I, I'm pretty sure that was like the size of a chipmunk. What could possibly be living in my backyard that's the size of a chipmunk? Because that's not, that's not the right size for the stuff that lives in my backyard. So I'm thinking, uh, I better go find out what that is, <laughs> which is probably not the right thing for me to do. But anyway, so I throw <laughs> some shoes on, go outside. It's, it's well established that you get far closer to these animals than you should. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you would think at some point this is going to kick in and go, don't don't walk towards the animal. Anyway, so I walk nope. outside and I go behind, I go to look at the rock. And as I'm looking at the left side of the rock, this thing scurries from the right side. And again, I don't see it head on, but it scurries away from the rock. And then we've got a retaining wall built of rocks. Uh, which is where all the lizards live. And um, it scrambled, it it took off. And so again, just my peripheral vision, I go see this thing and it scampers up and then it goes right into the space in between a couple of the boulders that are the retaining wall. And my thought is, I I literally still don't know what that is, but my goodness, that was about the size of a chipmunk, maybe a little bit bigger. I'm now getting a little worried because that's that's bigger than what I have anticipated being back here. Then I realize, you know what? I've, I've got a camera back here. I bet you I can go find it. So go inside, grab my phone, look at the camera, back up a few minutes, hit play, and I see it. Do you want to guess what was it, what was in our backyard this week, Dwayne? I'm going to guess baby armadillo. Not a bad guess. That'd be cool, actually. Actually, the problem with the baby armadillo isn't the baby armadillo. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's it's the mama armadillo that you got to watch right. out for, right? <laughs> Size of a chipmunk, yet not a chipmunk. Nope, I'm stumped. Yeah, it was a chipmunk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you so. took me a whole different direction with that than I thought you were going. I'm like, huh. Yeah, see? Oh. Set it up and then just turn left, right? Because that's what happened to me. Because I was like, what kind of reptile is big? And and then, I mean, the thing is running and it's big and whatever. And then I look up the video camera and here's what I see. 
oh, it's a cute little chipmunk. <laughs> so, so, so not exotic, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's what was in the, that's what was in my backyard. Uh, uh, well, this, you this you need to be careful because according to cartoons that I watched growing up, they will fill your eaves trough with nuts. Oh, really? And cause your entire house to explode. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll I'll keep an eye on that. Um, speaking of that, we we one of the one of the birds we have down here is a roadrunner. Anything I need to keep in mind about that? <laughs> Just watch for packages that get shipped to your house labeled Acme. Got it. Got it. Because we're getting a lot of packages right now, so I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, by the way, before I get to my second thing I learned this week, uh, we're talking about you, you want to stay between the baby armadillo and the mama armadillo. When I was working, uh, when I was up working on a project up in Anchorage, the staff up there was nice enough. I was up there during the summer, and they were nice enough to uh, loan me. One of the people that worked up there had an extra bicycle, and they said, you can just use the bike. And Anchorage has trails all through the city. It's just, it's gorgeous. And so I went out one Sunday, and I'm riding the bike on a trail through some of the wooded stuff. And then you go right past the runway where, um, for the the main runway for the airport, so 747s and are landing right over the top of you. And then you kind of keep going, and you keep going. And then at one point, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going very fast. I'm going along and I look, uh, I look over to my right and I see two baby moose. And I want to stop and take a picture because these two baby moose are just standing there and they're, I don't know, they're like 30 feet away from me off the trail. And I'm thinking, my God, that's gorgeous. But as I'm slowing to stop to take the picture, I decide I should take a look to my left. And 30 feet to my left is the mama moose. And I'm now coming to a stop on my bike between the mama moose and the baby moose. And the mama moose starts coming towards me, and I vacate the area very quickly. Um, so I have no photographic evidence that that ever took place. Because but a great I, story. <laughs> because, because if I did, if I had any photographic evidence, I wouldn't be here telling the story. <laughs> that would be the last picture. Hey, hey, look at those cute, two, cute two moose. What is that big fur blur? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, aren't you those sweet? They, I what? I wonder where your mama is. Oh my. Okay, gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> you know how they they talk about the most dangerous place to be in Washington is between any politician and a television camera. Yeah. Similar situation here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you really don't want it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Not to get too pedantic. One moose, two moose, mooses, niece. Um, I don't know how many moose it was going to take uh, to tear me apart at that point, but but I knew they had more than that. So... I didn't. You knew how many they were going to use? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got the Tiny reference. I screwed up. Right there. <laughs> I screwed up the joke, but you pulled it through. <laughs> oh, Ron White. He's the best. All right. The, what do you call a group of moose? In, in this case, I think it would be a murder of moose. <laughs> Okay, so so you know what? As long as we're on as long as we're on moose, the uh, the um, 
the other the other encounter I had with a moose up there on a bike uh, was I was right I was out riding on the same trail system a little further into town, and uh, uh, this time I'm going fairly quickly because uh, I'm feeling like yeah I can you know this is great and I go around a fairly sharp blind corner, and as I go around the blind corner, uh, standing uh, the full width of this paved trail is a uh, full-size bull moose. And he was so big that for a split second, while I was trying to debate, do I hit the brakes or do I duck and go under him? I don't think the second one would have been the right answer. (laughs) So hitting the brakes and turning around and leaving as quick as you can uh, is the one that I chose. Uh, But I almost had a collision with a stationary moose on a bike. And what I think is, is that I, one, it would have been my fault because he wasn't moving. He was standing there eating some, eating some leaves off of a tree and I would have ran smack dab into him. And the way that I envision this happening is it would have knocked me out, wrecked the bike and he would have gone, what was that? (laughs) They are very large animals. (laughs) Tune in next week, folks, for more of Todd's animal encounters. I know, right? I'm going to have to start traveling again to uh, to have some more stories. All right. The the, the second thing I learned this week, I uh, and I'm, I'm just going to take this. I, I'm throwing this one out here for you, Duane, because I just learned it watching. Uh, uh, this came from PTI uh, tonight. They said, I believe I got this correct, that this is the 20th anniversary of Greg Maddox as an Atlanta Brave going to Wrigley Field and throwing a four to one win complete game against his previous team, the Chicago Cubs. Here's the piece for you. He so it's a four to one, he threw a complete game. How many pitches do you think that he needed to throw a complete game? More than four. You're not wrong. That joke's for Sherry. Hi. Okay. All right. Way, way, way more than four. Let's say 94. The answer, according to PTI, 76. He was masterful. He threw 76 pitches, (laughs) threw a complete game, won four to one. And I believe they said, and I'm just taking this, I believe they said of the 76 pitches, 13 of them were not over the plate. And now we have guys that can't get through two batters. Anyway, uh, remember when baseball was good? Ah, anyway. All right. What did uh, Dwayne, what did you learn this week? Well, a, co- a couple of things. One of which my wife brought home meatballs. Okay. From this catering place that we carry out from. Orders it in advance, stops in, picks it up. It's, you know, frozen, brings it home sits in the fridge for a couple of days while it defrosts and we cook it in the oven. It's great stuff there. Their lasagna is fantastic. Uh, Their shepherd's pie is really, really good. And she was out getting her haircut and texts me, hey, throw the meatballs in the oven, would you? So I get the meatballs out of the fridge and I start reading the package. Gluten-free vegan lentil balls. So wait, I thought you said, I thought you said you had meatballs. I did not. Oh. Uh, 
lentil lentil meatballs are not meatballs. <laughs> I don't care how much you dress them up. They were fine. I ate two. They 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 were they had barbecue sauce on them. They were fine. If you had not read the package, would you have known that they were gluten-free vegan lentil balls? I would have known that they weren't meat. <laughs> I don't know what these are, but I know what they ain't. That's not a handball. It is not. The handball no is, that the nope. handball is here tonight. The handball is not here tonight. The handball the handball is here. No, the handball is not here tonight. Okay. The the chips for Lisa, the chips that were on alongside were good. The home fries. Oh yeah. Um they were good. Um the meatballs were passable. Sorry. <laughs> Lentil balls. <laughs> I was going to say passable. all that's all that's missing in our rundown, and we we'll need to make sure that this shows up in the show notes. Is we need to put uh, we need to put quotes around meat in meatballs, <laughs> <laughs> which is the proper use of quotes. <laughs> but by the way, uh, I was going to throw this in follow up, and I forgot about it. But since you're talking about the cooking, um, we just tonight we uh, we had some sweet corn, and so. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa decided to use your, uh, your, um, your sweet corn cooking tip of three minutes in the microwave. And, uh, it was great. The first thing we noticed was they, it was hot, which is, you know, that's good. Actually, <laughs> actually, according to Lisa, uh, cause the last, the last sweet corn we had, uh, this weekend we did on the grill. So, uh, Lisa's comment was if we're not going to grill it, then the microwave is the way that we're going to be doing that from now on, at least when it's just the two of us. So, so thanks for the, uh, thanks for the Dwayne's cooking tip there. You're welcome. Happy to help. That's what people come for. The, the animal stories and the cooking tips. <laughs> Did I tell you I went, they had a, they had a free fitting day for TaylorMade at the club on Thursday, last Thursday. You, met, you uh, mentioned something about that you were getting fitted for new golf clubs. Yep. So I I went over and they had a free fitting day and they had me hit my driver and then did the head stay on? Oh, that's, it wait, that's yours is fine. It's, it's mine that has the problem. Good point. And he watched me swing. And this is the, the golf pro from TaylorMade watched me swing and said, okay, so do you plan to spend like two or three hours a day out here on the range working on fixing your swing on, you know, Cause you're kind of coming down on the ball and whatnot. I'm like, I mean, seriously, no. Right. I mean, we both know the answer to that is no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your honor, I believe he's leading the witness. So he says, so I think what we should do is build a club that works for your swing as opposed to build a club and then fix your swing to meet the club. I said, that sounds like a great idea. So what does he do, but hook me up with the absolute latest club driver head and not the cheaper one, but the most expensive version of the latest TaylorMade, along with a special shaft. And I crushed it. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I've got comments, but go ahead. <laughs> how, much, how much really does the technology advance from one year to the next, right? Not, I mean, not a, not a ton, right? So I can, you know, 
this year's club, latest brand newest thing. Great is what that was. And, and it was the only thing that I hit, right? I hit mine and I hit like five different setups of the new head, three different heads, four different shafts, you know, as he tweaks around to try to figure it out. By the time we were done, we were golden, right? So then I went on Saturday over to Golf Galaxy and paid $30 for a fitting there, which I could then apply towards a club if I bought one. And I hit things that weren't a tailor-made. Um, I hit a Callaway. I hit a Ping. Anyway, a um, couple of different things. And I hit a couple of tailor-mades, including last year's model, which I hit just as well once we got it set up right as this year's model. So as a result of that, I was able to buy two clubs, a new driver and a new five wood, both of which I actually needed rather than just a single new driver, spending about the same amount of money, but got two clubs for, for the money and basically the same kind of um, result, right? And I know that that's the case because then on Sunday, I went and played 18 holes here at the Legacy and I was two over on the front and I was five over on the back. And it was, I was smoking it. It was great, right? Fast forward to last night for League. And I play with the same guys every week in League. So, hey, hi guys, if you're listening. Uh, play with the same guys every week in League. Told the guys the short version of this story. You b- Believe it or not, what you got is not, is, is maybe the longer version, but not the shortest version. Anyway. So after I spray two drives into the next fairway on two successive holes, Steve looks at Steve looks at me and says, "Well, on the bright side, you didn't spend money on the on the expensive club to find that you're driving it just like you were the old club that you had before. If you had done that, you'd be really pissed." <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> you know that's I mean that's that's why I don't that's why I don't go out and buy. <clears throat> Uh, buy a new big driver because at this point, um, if that would give me 10 to 15 yards, uh, extra yards, that would just be 10 to 15 more uh, yards out of bounds that I have to go walk to go get it. <laughs> well, wow, Dwayne, look at that, man. You, you couldn't have hit the middle of that fairway with your old club. <laughs> that's not, that's not our fairway. Yeah, I know. But man, that went, that went well. <laughs> no, for, for, for what it's worth. The new shafts come off the new club heads much easier Ooh. than the old ones. So oh. yeah, t- take that for, you know. Yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know. When you, yeah, that might be very handy for me because then I can just, you know, it, do, do you offer like a group discount? Oh, you mean for you and a couple of others? Um, sure, let's say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure, let's go with that. That story's better than mine. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking when you were telling me that the sales, per- the, the quote unquote club fitter, which is the salesperson for TaylorMade said, well, you can either spend two to three hours a day fixing this, or you can just spend money and, and we'll fix it for you. My first thought was, yeah, you're not getting a new head, but you are definitely getting the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Thank you.
more music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It is available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or any other places where you get your podcasts. Just search Talking and the number two. No space. You can always like our page on Facebook. You can get your merch on Zazzle anytime you need Talking to Todd merch. Sometimes with the logo, sometimes just with the bar. You can get that on Zazzle. And all of which you can find from TalkingToTodd.com. Thank you to the listeners, the old listeners, the new listeners, all the listeners. We did this week. I don't know if you realize this. We passed 500 downloads. Woohoo. Wow. Same week, I got an email notice from Podbean saying that they're basically trying to gamify their podcasts and they're awarding badges when you get to certain levels of downloads. And the very first one where you can get a badge at all is a thousand. So, you know, this is coming, right? It's a goal. <clears throat> badges. <laughs> We don't need no stinking batches. <laughs> Actually, cool. That'd be really cool. Would, can we print that out? Like, do they ship it to us? They don't print them at Zazzle, do they? Because <laughs> they do. They just don't have any logos on them. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that Podbean had said that we were the most successful podcast that they've ever hosted, and we have to get off because they can't handle the traffic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's yes, that's yes. <laughs> So uh, keep listening, keep downloading. Please uh, help us get to that thousand download badge because, you know, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Todd, you got anything else? Working for the weekend is ranked number 100 on VH1's greatest songs of the 80s. Huh, who knew? Really? Yeah. Did you know Loverboy is Canadian? There's a Justin Bieber joke there somewhere, but I just can't get there. It's probably best we don't rile up his social media either. <laughs> oh my God. Between Tay Tay and, and the Biebs this week. Just Dwayne, why are we trending? Dwayne, why are we trending? Shut it down. Shut it all down. <laughs> we better stop while we're ahead. Until next week, we've been talking to Todd. I've learned not to sing here. Balls.